<coughs> you gotta hold it in to get high. <coughs> you hold it in. I'm not doing it. I hold all sorts of shit. Hold dirty diapers. Hold people's pants up and shit. I'm not. I'm not holding the weed hits in. I don't need to, because I smoke plenty of it. Don't need to hold it in there. I cough more if I hold it in. I'm not trying to cough a bunch. What's up, everybody? Oh, yeah, fucking mic. All the things. All the things. Not ready. Took a fat dab before this episode. Bad idea. But I'm here. I'm doing it. We got it going. All right. <clears throat> What's up, everybody? And welcome to episode 79 of the podcast. Today's episode is going to be probably just like heavy ranting and just smoking a bunch of hash, which is a typical episode. But sometimes we have focused on like certain aspects of glass or nails or whatever. Probably just going to relax today and rant a bit because <clears throat> it's Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Hopefully you had a great time with your family uh, this year and enjoyed your meals. And uh, hopefully everybody yeah, had a good time. I'm already super stoned. This is fun. It's going to be a good episode. We're just we're just getting started. Uh, we do have a Sunday sale. December 12th is the official date of the last Sunday sale of the year. It's going to be a big one. <clears throat> it's going to be a lot of clear and um, a bunch of color. But all the colored stuff is going to be like micros mini double diffuse 14 mil standards 14 mil double diffuse i don't know if i'm gonna have any of like the big double drain or triple drain stuff maybe but i don't think i will i'm trying to focus most of my time on making the more affordable designs so more people are able to scoop um when i do those big expensive ones it means a lot less like for every one big expensive piece i do there's five or six less smaller pieces which means that there's five or six less people that get a piece and only one person gets a piece. So if I uh, get my time set up better, which I'm doing for this drop, uh, manage my time better is what I should have said, um, I'll be able to uh, have more quantity of glass so that more people are able to get pieces. <clears throat> and then after the December 12th drop, there will be a drop in January. I'm going to do something a little different though. It's probably only going to be like 10 to 12 pieces, all like prototype, like one of one stuff. Uh, each piece will come with the original like drawing of like my sketch pad while I was working on the piece. I'm gonna tear the page out and the page will come with the piece. Each piece will be signed, dated, and numbered. It'll be part of this unique prototype drop. And it's just almost like a drop of like concept pieces. Maybe nothing I'll ever pursue again. Maybe it just gives another glass blower an idea. I don't know, but it's almost like just like planting a seed kind of thing. If there's something that people really gravitate towards, maybe I'll bring it into the uh, uh, production lineup. But it's more just for me to like a glass blowing workout to like design well like i have all the drawings because i have like a lot of pieces i've drawn over the last eight years so i'm essentially just kind of going and picking some of my favorites and then i'm going to make them reality because a lot of the stuff i haven't made i just have drawings so um, i'm going to pick like 10 or 12 pieces out of my books and maybe one or two off the whiteboard that were uh were attempted but never completed try and go back to them now with the new skill i have and all the new tools i have here at Bearmount studios um but yeah, it should be a really uh, unique drop, and that's going to be the one in the beginning of the year. It'll be right uh, after the big uh, December drop. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for the December drop. We're going to have like a lot of clear. I'm, I'm doing extra 10 mil micros and extra 10 mil mini double diffused. I'm going to try and usually I only do six of each. I'm going to do 20 of each of those two designs of the 10 mils. Um, 
actually been making some colored stuff for the Sunday sale and um, I'm gonna start doing clear stuff this weekend and uh, crush for like a week on that and then <clears throat> do a few more colored pieces. But I think we're gonna have like maybe like four to six fully colored 14 mil double diffused, 12 to 16 10 millimeter mini double diffused, eight to 10 10 mil full colored micros, which I haven't dropped full colored micros in probably three months or maybe a little longer, I don't know. So there'll be some stuff in there for everybody, all different price ranges. <clears throat> and I'm stoked to be working on the final drop of this year. Oh my God, what a fucking crazy year. Crazy couple years, honestly. Very grateful all you folks have uh, kept us busy and also supported the podcast and everything um, during these last couple crazy years in our world. So it's been, it's helped me get through it. And um, hopefully I was able to help a few of you folks too. But let's get into our first dab today. Got some fun flavors on the table here. Um, a couple of the flavors we had last time, one of the new ones I have though is this Blueberry Haze from 710 Labs. Super good. It's uh smells completely different than it tastes. Um, the way it smells, it really reminds me of like berries. I'm not getting blueberries, I get more like, um, I don't know, like a variety berry smell, kind of like when you smell like, uh, I don't even know if you guys will know any of these strains, but like plush berry back in the day or member berry nowadays is, is one that I would say like, it smells like a berry strain, but when you smoke it, you really taste the actual like, then the flavor like completely changes. It does not taste like it smells. The flavor on the blueberry haze, it really, to me, and everyone's palate's different, temperatures are different, whatever. But the temperature I hit it at with my rigs and my specific flavor palette, I'm getting like the cleanest, like it's like blueberry water with like this like warm like cinnamon bread behind it. I don't even know how to explain it. Like I say blueberry water because it's like if I were to drink a a flavored or essenced water with blueberries in it, it's like that's how like clean and pure it tastes. And then all of a sudden this like warm like cinnamon kind of bread terp comes in at the end of it. It's super unique. Um, I've honestly been doing a little mixing with terps too because I've been terp abundant lately. I've had lots of flavors around. Um, cause I've had friends gift me a few things. There's been a couple local drops of hash I really wanted. So I took some money out of the bank and I was like, I'm going to spend a few hundred bucks here and there. Um, but trying to stock up, but just like have a bunch of different flavors. So it's fun. But I find that it doesn't matter if I stock up, I just smoke through it just as quick. So it's kind of crazy. It's like, if you only have two grams, you can make the two grams last until the next time you get hash. But if you have six grams, for some reason that six grams will only last just as long as the two grams. It's, it's, it's crazy when you have a lot of it. I feel like you're just like, oh, I wanted to, because it's not even like at least for me. I'm very, I'm talking. This is all like my <clears throat> point of view or whatever. But for me, like, it's not even so much about getting stoned with the hash because the first dab I'm stoned. Like it's it. Like I'm plenty stoned. I'm having a great time. But then it's like, oh man, shit tastes so cool. Like so many fun flavors and like I don't know. So for me, I'm chasing the flavors, not so much the high. If that makes sense. The high is just a fucking side effect of chasing the flavors. I mean, what can you do? It's what it is. All right, but I think the first dab I'm gonna take is actually some of this for Tismo. I had this a couple episodes ago, but I took a fresh little jar, uh, gram jar out of the fridge. Um, because I just love this flavor. And there's nothing like a fresh jar of hash in the morning, especially after a hard fucking workout. I've been working out <coughs> super hard lately, like, same amount of days, like I work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 
but I've been working out like extra hard while I'm there, just like really trying to push myself and up things because man, over the last like few months with everything and all the traveling and everything going on with family and stuff and just not being able to be in our normal routine where we're cooking at home all the time, fuck dude, I've gained some weight. But I put on weight easy and I lose it easy too. It really, it's, my body like literally goes with exactly what I'm eating and stuff. It doesn't hang on to shit. If I'm eating healthy, it'll just immediately fall off. So I'm um, trying to get back on that shit because I definitely feel like I have more energy when I'm eating properly and I'm at home. Like all the traveling and shit is wild. Like that makes me more tired than grinding all the time. Like traveling is, and like to be clear, I don't know if I talked about this on here, but I made a post how I hate traveling. I hope we never have to travel again. I should have been more clear on that. I got so many DMs of people be like, yeah, I agree. And then a lot of DMs of people be like, <clears throat> that's a fucked up like mindset or you should want to see the world or whatever. Like all these things. And I'm like, oh, I should have been way more clear. I love traveling. I want to travel the world. Like I've gone, I mean, I got married in Iceland on the, the edge of a glacier on a mountain with a volcano behind me in the North Atlantic fucking and icebergs in the ocean right there. Like I tra I'm down to travel. I love it. I don't like traveling with a three-year-old. That's what I don't like. I love my little three-year-old daughter more than anything. And I'll do anything for her. I don't like traveling with her because when you're traveling with a three-year-old, it's like putting out fires left and right. You're literally just running out, running out with a bucket of water, just putting out fires. Like as one's being put out, another one's starting. Like, oh, I got to poop. Oh, I pooped my pants. Oh, I got to pee. Oh, I peed my pants. Oh, I'm hungry. I'm not hungry anymore. I want this. I want that. Crying. I want to play games. I want to watch a movie. It's just nonstop because they're just new here. She's only been here a few years. She's checking out the planet. Like things are wild. There's a lot of things she wants to try. I get it. And I don't get mad at her. I show her nothing but love. But in my head, I'm like, this sucks. I'm like, this sucks. I don't care who we are, it sucks. It sucks. I love my daughter, I love my family. I love taking care of them. I love spending time with them. That's all I do. I don't really hang out with friends. I work and spend time with my family. Um, but it sucks traveling with a three-year-old. I don't care. Even if you have the best kid, my kid's pretty damn good. She listens, she's intelligent, still sucks. So I should have been clear on that post. I hate traveling with three-year-old and I hope we never have to travel again. Maybe when she's six, she'll, she'll be like, you know, more aware of what the hell is going on. Um, but I'm trying to keep the expectations low at this point. I don't want to put too much on her, you know, and have too many expectations, but shit, traveling with a little kid is tough. Any parent can relate or someone that has siblings, maybe you're not a parent, you just have siblings and you've traveled with them when they were younger and you're like, yeah, it sucks traveling with a little kid. They're fucking just, they're touching everything. Here's what really sucks. Traveling with a three-year-old when they have to have a mandatory mask on, that's hard. You're like fighting with that little one on the plane the whole time. You're like, put your fucking mask, <laughs> keep pulling it up. Cause they're like, you see all these crazy shit on the news about them turning planes around because a two-year-old wouldn't keep their mask on and i'm like fuck i don't want to be a news article i really don't want to be on the news like not in that capacity anyways <clears throat> but yeah smoking some fortismo we're gonna take a dab on the 2016 hmr this was the piece <clears throat> that i was making to bring to vegas with me when i was going to my first ever american glass expo and i was traveling with some of the the bigger artists like and still some of the biggest artists in the game there are people i really looked up to it was like i was traveling with famous people to me because i'm a glass lover and i love and looked up to all these artists even before i was blowing glass so i was like traveling with like uh matt robertson and uh i actually end up uh blitzkrieg ended up being on the plane with us and took a cab with us so he was kind of riding around with us but it was like me and matt robertson and then like a head shop that me and matt robertson both work with 
and it was like a really fun like wild trip but this was the piece i was bringing to kind of just have with me because i didn't have a booth or anything but i wanted to have a piece on me so that way if i bumped into people or met people i could show them my work and be like hey my name's evan Bearmont studios like this is one of my designs or whatever and um this was a really this was like my one of my most complex designs back then i had a I've, i have a couple other that are more complex than this from back then like a kettle recycler and the Kleinda. there's only three Kleindas in the world and then there's I think there's only two kettles but they're definitely more technical and i might do a kleinda and a kettle refined versions for this uh clear proto job um i'm gonna bring a lot of new stuff up that you guys have never seen before and stuff that really doesn't look like um my style just some like really weird concept pieces almost think like an architect when they're building really weird houses and it's not so much that it's like oh that's the most practical amazing house it's just like visually like aesthetics and like it makes you think and the way it's shaped it like doesn't look like it should work like that kind of thing i want to do a couple pieces like that that are really like crazy concept pieces then i want to do like true like functionals i want to make a couple new like daily styles and then i also want to do some dry pieces like some like you know spoons and stuff like it's going to be like a interesting variety of like prototype work um not just recyclers for oil it's going to be flower pieces um and you know concentrate pieces you know dry pieces everything bongs bubblers recyclers flowers shit everything like i just want to make like 10 pieces that are just like a well-rounded body of like concept prototype uh work and i think uh collectors will be stoked to get like the drawing with it and everything all the original stuff not like a photocopy like the actual like one with my like notes and scribbles and erases race marks and just because how i use the drawings is i'm essentially like as I'm building the piece on the torch and shaping it and designing it, like I'm changing stuff on the drawing. Cause I'm like, Oh, this won't work because of this, because the drawing's flat. And then when you start making the object, all of a sudden you have this like 3d object and you're like, okay, now this is different than the drawing. I have to change some things. So you'll, the, usually the drawings will include, you'll see parts where I change stuff or erase things made a note. Yeah. So I'm going to try and do something like kind of extra special for the, hardcore bms collectors and um this is these pieces aren't going to be like through the roof expensive of course a couple of them will be expensive but i'm doing them in all clear because they're all prototype like i said there's going to be like spoons and everything so there will be stuff in pretty much all price ranges green dot their rosin is i wish i had ounce jars of green dot rosin i would just like literally probably just never leave my house i'd just be a hash hermit i'd just be out in my garage just with my jar of hash just smoking it just not talking to people it's just real healthy lifestyle you know if you drink a smoothie in the morning you can make an excuse to do anything like that you know what i mean i could be a introverted and just super stoned 
as long as I had something healthy in the morning, I can justify it. Well, I'm healthy, you know. Can't get it all right. I had a smoothie. I'll just smoke a gram of hash today and not talk to anyone. <clears throat> you know? Oof. That was wonderful. That was just... Man, my tolerance has gone up big time with hash from since I got these, like, slurpers. Um, my wife's tolerance is not catching up to mine. So, like, she's still just one dab, and she's good for, like, all day. Um, I'm happy my tolerance has gone up. I think that I'm preparing for an in-person drop in the next, uh, you know, four months or so in Denver. And uh, that way I can sesh with everybody. So I don't want to go there and take one dab and then start like getting emotional or something. I got to be able to at least take four or five, you know, can't be turned into a sensitive Sally really quick and then getting dizzy and be like, I got to lay down after like one dab. I'm no, I'm no fun. So I'm, <clears throat> I'm training, training, conditioning and preparing to enjoy a, a real good time, hopefully with a handful of like-minded people. And I'm hoping that people come. But we haven't announced a date or anything yet, but soon we will. Um, and it won't be anything huge. I think the idea is to help uh, get some pieces and some to like Denver locals. But if people want to like, come from not local to scoop, or even if they can't scoop, just like hang out and be part of the whole thing, that'd be dope too. Because probably have it like catered and there will be like definitely a hash company there. Maybe even press and fresh rosin. You know, um, definitely going to do like a, at least one or two giveaways of rigs and stuff and nothing crazy. Um, I've always had this goal to have like this collector appreciation parties like once a year. This is not really that, but this is like something like that. Because <clears throat> like the dream would be to have like not so much a show, but more like just a gathering for that kind of thing. But this is like kind of like a show because there will be available glass. Just not a lot. There will probably only be like 20 pieces, which is like not a ton. Sorry, I'm stretching. I just fucking um, worked out like really fucking hard. And I'm like, you know, not an in-shape person. And I never claim to be, but it really does a number to me. But it's good. I'm trying to, you know, build some character. Also fight the great war against obesity um and within my own world not anyone else's oh fuck man that fertismo it's like what is even the terp how do they describe it 98 octane dumpster funk <laughs> okay i mean essentially that's to me what it tastes like is like gasoline and then a little almost like dmt like at the end it's like really weird and funky at the end but not DMT, like, you know, DMT's really funky, but, I mean, I don't know if you do know. I mean, who knows? I don't assume that everyone's ingested DMT, but if you have, you know, it's like mothballs or burning plastic, whatever you want to call it. To me, it smells like mothballs. Like, it just reminds me of walking into, like, an old person's house, and all you smell is mothballs, and everything's covered in plastic, and every, every bin has mothballs in it to protect from moths. But that's from, because I'm from the Northeast. I don't know if that's a thing in, like, Southwest or Southern United States. I really don't know. But where I come from, if you don't have mothballs, whatever the fuck they are, in your, like, storage bins of clothing or, like, papers or anything like that, you'll get moths in there and they'll eat all your shit. You'll open the bin and then a bunch of moths fly out. I wonder if that's real or 
<clears throat> if some dude just like went around town and convinced everyone that was going to happen and sold them these stinky balls. I wonder if it's like scientifically proven that like this is an issue we need to worry about. Because man, back in like the 1800s and shit, early 1900s, so many con men took that men took advantage of people so easily. They'd be like, "Yeah, you're sick. Here's this, you know, snake oil you got to take." Maybe that's the same scenario with mothballs. There's this guy who's like, "There's fucking moths all over the place," and people are like, "I don't see any moths." It's like, "Yeah, because they're eating your clothes. They're in your bins. You got to buy these stinky balls. Put them in everything." I don't know. It's just these are the things I worry about. You know what I mean? When you smoke too much hash. Sometimes I try to have these conversations with my wife, and she just looks at me, and she's like, what? She's like, why are you even thinking about anything like that? She's like, it doesn't make any sense. I'm like, I don't know. Because these are the things that I'm thinking about. <clears throat> All right. I'm going to take a dab on an RBR. This thing's awesome. I've taken two dabs on it this morning. There's a couple things I would change. I want to make a new one. I've done one refined, semi-refined version that was a collab with Karma. Um, but I want to do it again and change a couple of things and make it a little bit shorter, more squatted. And I think it'd be like, I don't know, a super functional piece. Like this functions great though. It shreds. I love that piece. Like visually the way the drain's super long and the bubbles come down. We'll do another dab on it before the end. Talk more about it. Okay. Torch. Sweet. I'm going to take a dab up next. Maybe I should get into that blueberry haze. Stuff is so terpy. It's fucking awesome. Man, guys, I am so stoked this year's almost over. This has been a crazy year. I'm ready to just start fresh and just hopefully, um, even if like next year's not as like, you know, successful with glass, like, you know, I'm just grateful for the years I've had of success, but I just hope next year emotionally is a little more like stable but that's a lot to ask for in life because things happen all the time but i try not to be like uh naive to that but shit i want stuff to be boring for just a little bit just a little bit of boring would be fire i remember as a kid i grew up in the middle of nowhere probably should have got all the alcohol out of there i never do though i kind of like the fire but um when i was a kid i grew up in a place that there was like nobody around and I was bored a lot and I was, it was the worst. I was like, I, I was like, this is the worst thing ever. Like this is torture. I'm bored. Now as an adult, I long to be bored. I'm like, Oh, I want to be fucking bored. I just want to be, I just want to look around and wonder what I'm going to do with myself. Every minute I'm awake, I have something I have to be doing, which is cool. I love it. It's, uh, I'm learning a lot, especially with how hard I work. I learned so many lessons, so much character is being built. It's insane. I'm, I'm building walls of character, I'm learning. But man, it's like grass is always greener on the other side. You know what I'm saying? As soon as I get bored though, I'm like, fuck, I'm bored. I wish I had something to do. You know what I mean? It's like, it's always, this is that just like human nature though. I feel like we're always just trying to get the thing we don't have. And then once we have it, we want something else. I think that's the curse of like a creature that knows his own mortality. Cause like you're always like chasing some sort of emotional, like dopamine release in your brain. And like, cause like you're trying to get as much of that as you can before you're not, you don't exist anymore. It's just, I don't think like all animals do that. I think it's like probably only creatures that are aware of their own consciousness or like that everything's limited. Fuck, you know, 
this is a see like I said this podcast is not gonna be much about glass probably this one we're just smoking hash and talking blueberry haze getting into it turn this on man I'm fucking I have this giant bubbler I keep trying to make to get away and it is really testing me and it's not because I can't do it like here's the thing because it's a giveaway and I, me and my wife are partners with our company. Like when I'm like awake early in the morning and like it's my best hours of the day, I have to do booked work because it's when my best work's gonna happen. But if it's like 11.30 or midnight or one in the morning and all my work's done, which is rare, but I had a night where I finished up, everything was shipped and then I couldn't work on anything else until my guys came in the next day and finished their part on color prep. So I was like, okay, I got like, it's like, you know, 10.30 at night. I'm gonna make something. I'm gonna try and make my bubbler again to give away. So my point is, is the three times I've tried to make this, I make it at a time where I'm like already exhausted. It's late at night, so I'm kind of moving quick through the process, and then I fuck it up because it's giant. And um, I could definitely make it if I like woke up early, had my coffee, and that was the first thing I made during the day. But because um, you know, I really have to be responsible in my time and everything. I can only make it when it's most convenient for like, you know, not booked work. I don't know if that makes sense. So basically I keep breaking it because I'm making it like a tough time to make something late at night when I'm already tired and I'm trying to make something giant. But I have another giveaway that's <clears throat> definitely happening because it's not a giant piece. It's going to be, I think either a 10 mil mini double or a micro and it's full Lotus white. So I don't know if you're going to be able to see the vortex or anything, but that's not really the point of this one. We just wanted to just do a full Lotus white one. Cause it's like a heady color. And that's why I'm also going to give it away too. Cause like it's not made yet. We have all the Lotus white prep though. It looks sick. It's so white. It's nuts. Um, oh, is that fucking oxygen? We might be getting an oxygen delivery cause they have to deliver before Thanksgiving. And we filmed this before Thanksgiving. We'll see. We'll hear a beep in a minute. But yeah, either way. Um, fuck, I don't even know what I was talking about, bro. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, yeah. Lotus White Piece. Okay. Um, but yeah, like, fucking Ridge Wallet gave me, like, this, like, all-white wallet. And it's, like, a freaking, like, 120 or $130 wallet. Um, so I'm going to give away that white wallet with the Lotus White uh, RBR and, like, have, like, a whole, like, white accessory set for it and stuff. Um and I, and I feel like I just want to do it on just the podcast, but like I feel like Ridge wants me to do it on the Instagram too because I have way bigger following on there. So I don't know. I got to figure out how I want to do it. It really is up to me though. So I'll figure that out. But it's going to be a cool piece either way and a fun project. So we'll have that giveaway for sure. And I'm hoping to have the big one done for maybe New Year's because <clears throat> I definitely could make it like uh, around Christmas time or right after it because. Um, usually around the holidays, like I could ask my wife, I can be like, Hey, like since the holidays tonight, I'm thinking I want to just work on like something else for like fun or for a giveaway. And she'll usually be down for it. Um, but you know, it's like, I got to really schedule that stuff. So, but my point is because we have Thanksgiving and Christmas, I'll have a couple more chances to make this crazy bubbler that I'm trying to make to give away. Um, so hopefully I can get it in someone's hands. This is a fun piece. For someone to make some crazy memories on it, have all their friends over, be like, look at this fucking thing I won. And then just have them do some dumb shit on it. I don't know. 
just trying to be part of the equation when people are having a good time. Blueberry haze, that's what we're getting into here. I guess it was an oxygen because I didn't hear no beeping. I did tell him to come like later in the day today because I was doing this stuff, folks, so it didn't fuck up our whole flow here. So, God, this stuff smells great. Blueberry haze. I usually don't buy fruity stuff, but I was like, that's. I was like, I haven't had a good blueberry haze in a while. Yeah, that's just, I mean, that's that's the type of stuff like a few years ago, not even longer than a few years ago, four years ago, five years ago, that I would smoke literally like two or three grams of hash in a day, not even because I was trying to get stoned, just because I was like, oh, that tastes so crazy. Like there was this fucking, it was like this cherry pie, I think it was, that I used to smoke back in the day. Oh my God, it was like sour cherry with like, pastry dough it was like the crate and I just and that and then the strawberry banana and like the granola funk oh my god I could not stop smoking the 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 terps there's just so many terps and like there were so many different variations of flavors I don't know I think that's just like what I like about being human and earth and all these fucking things it's just like all the variety of flavors and everything from all the colors in glass to all the different like you know the all the different oh man it's gonna get corny i should stop where i'm where i'm going but yeah i like the variety in life and i like the variety in terps and it it translates all the way into glass and everything i do i'm kind of like i want a little bit of everything i want to see it all i want to try it all um and i feel like that's one cool thing about being human oh shit that was like really good though that blueberry haze like it's so crazy how different certain like <clears throat> I guess like genetics and cannabis like how differently they like affect you like that's like a definitely a sativa like a hazy like the, the highs is so much more cerebral it's like wakes you up it's like when you have that first cup of coffee or even like that first beer if you've been after you've been working all day and you have that first beer and you're like fuck yeah and you're like get like hyped up um, <clears throat> there's a lot of, it's just like that endorphin release, but that's a, that's the thing about those like haze sativa. They like, they hit you like that. But I think for me nowadays, if I smoke too much of those, I can get like anxiety and shit just cause it's like, I'm like too wound up. Cause I've already had like a couple coffees and I start smoking a bunch of sativas. That's why I'm usually smoking a lot of like the hybrids or, you know, just like stuff that really just leans more towards the like og terpene or like more of the like fuel like earthy terpenes um that's what i really like um but man i think that's why so many people are gonna like fall in love with cannabis as it becomes more available and legal around the world is that they're gonna realize oh there's so much variety like i can find exactly what i like and prefer because i've even had uh months where i'm like man i'm like not super like the weeds i'm like not, not liking smoking weed and then, like, I realized, like, oh, I bought, like, too much of this certain strain. I've been smoking a lot of it. And that shit gives me, like, anxiety or it gets me too wound up or it makes me feel too down. So you got to kind of find, like, 
I feel like it works best for you. I smoke everything, but more my point is, is if you're being nitpicky and you have that luxury in life or you have that type of, um, you know, available cannabis or the financial means to afford it, um, then you can be like, oh, do little tests and experiments. Be like, okay, well, I smoked a lot of that strain and I've just not been liking dabbing lately. Then all of a sudden you get this new strain and you're like, I smoked through that gram in one day. What happened? Like, I love dabbing again. And I'm like, is it just my tolerance or is like my mood or whatever? And I'm like, maybe it's a variety of things, but I think the strain is definitely part of it. After many experiments recently, you know, doing lots of them, uh, I, I think it has to do a lot with the strain because I've tried to keep it real consistent with, uh, been trying to go be- to bed at a specific time <clears throat> for at least the last two weeks and it's been helping a little bit, but man, sometimes I feel like I'm not getting enough done. Like even like last night, like I was sitting there and I got in like a really good mood. It was like great. And not that I'm not in a good mood most of the time, but like I got in like a genuinely like good, I felt like kind of like just genuinely happy like you do when you're a kid. And I was like, oh, I feel really good right now. And then like I realized that like I feel like during the day, like when the whole world's moving and everyone's awake, like I feel all this pressure and stress and anxiety and like gotta do all these things. But like at night around like midnight, 1230, like and like most of the world is sleeping or resting or at least the part of the world I'm at least the hemisphere wherever I am is resting. It's like late. I don't know. I feel like that's when like I like come alive. Like that's like when I feel like I'm living, I'm like, Oh, like I feel like I don't feel all these pressures or stresses. Like I'm just like in my zone. I'm in the studio, just like working, like smoking hash, just, you know, I don't know, just listening to like podcasts or, you know, I don't even listen to much music anymore while I work. I listen to music when I drive, but when I'm working, it's like all podcasts or, you know, old movies that I used to watch back when I was a kid in the 90s and early 2000s, like really, really dumb movies. And I watch them now and I'm just like, oh my God, like this is so crazy. That some of the shit I was watching as a kid. It's nuts. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I feel like at night is like when I feel like I'm like really like, like living and like enjoying like just, I think it's the alone time too. You know, I think any parent will, will tell you this too. Like you love your family, you love everyone, but everyone needs a little bit of alone time. Even if you're not stressing with your family, even if no one makes you mad, like you still need some time to just collect yourself, take a breath and be like, okay, where am I at today? Like everyone's good. Like baby's in bed, like wife's comfy. Like we're good. Okay. Where am I at today? Like, I think it's part of like self care. And it's like, if you're not aware of where you're at, you could kind of lose track and then that could uh, overflow and then start spilling into your family's life or people around you and you could be an asshole to them. So you got to try and check yourself. And I think loan time is premium for that. Some people get like, I feel like get anxiety or depression from reflecting on things though. So maybe a lot of people avoid it for me. I would get, I get anxiety and stuff like that if I don't like face it enough. Cause then I start feeling like I'm like losing track of like what I'm even doing. I'm like, why am I working so hard again? What's going on? Like, cause sometimes I just feel like a fucking robot with how I fucking work. It's crazy. But also too, it's all like I told my, uh, my trainer was like, Oh, like how do you stay up? Like so much. Cause like she follows me close and she's like a friend pretty much. Like I would call her a friend. I don't know if she'd call me a friend. Maybe she's just a really good like salesperson. And she like convinced me that we're like friends. Like, I don't know. It might've happened. I wouldn't be mad at her for it either way. I'd be like, damn, you got me. I still like you. Um, 
But yeah, she was like just talking to me about staying up. And I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I told her, I was like, if I wasn't blowing glass, I would just be like staying up and like having anxiety. Like I'm going to be up anyways, or I'd be staying up playing World of Warcraft. Like what I realized one day, basically like eight, nine years ago is I was like, fuck, like I'm going to be up late. I should find something to do that's like a skill or something I can learn that maybe is going to be like fun and healthy for me, but also maybe give me some sort of financial freedom where I can maybe learn or find the tools to get through all my stresses or depressions or anxieties or whatever. So I can be a good partner or parent or whatever. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. Like I was like, I'm going to be up late anyways. That's what I told her. I was like, so I found glass blowing and I was like, here's what I can do all night when I can't sleep. I can just blow glass. Like I can just stay busy. I don't have to just sit there and stress out. I can just like go do something so that I'm at least being productive because if you have any bit of pride, you don't want to sit around and feel bad for yourself. You're like, I need to be productive. I can't just sit around and be like bummed out or feel bad for myself. I need to do something. So at least be productive and feel bad for yourself or something. And then I got through all that because everyone's been young and gone through their, you know, ups and downs in life and emotions and like coming of age and learning like, oh shit, like life is harder than I thought it was going to be. Or like, damn, I thought if you did this, you get the white picket fence or if you go to college. I mean, I didn't do any of that. I dropped out in 10th grade. I did a whole different path. I did the whole like drop out and then tried doing weed and then everything got better, you know? So I guess it went the opposite way they said. That's the fucking one thing about teachers, dude, is like, I feel like I actually would have been a really good student. I feel like I would have like been able to be more of a benefit to my country and my neighbors and then just being a pipe maker. I feel like maybe I could have done even more if I would have had better teacher. Oh shit. Is that oxygen? Okay, we're leaving off a better teacher and I'm gonna go on this rant because I think I have something I wanna talk about. We're gonna take another dab and stuff, but real quick, I'm just gonna get this oxygen. You guys won't even know. It'll be like that and we'll be right back. Okay, be right back. Okay, so it was just a garbage truck. Honest mistake, could happen to any of us. Okay, back to what I was saying. Oh, there's the garbage truck. Be nice and squeaky outside my house. Could have waited, I guess, another second, but that's fine. But I feel like I could have been a, a really good student with the right teacher. Because, man, I feel like I feel like I need to heat up this now. But I feel like it was a lot the way a lot of teachers teach is they're not like I here, okay, let me let me just say this. I wish teachers would teach in a way where they're like, hey, you know we don't know everything. Here's the information we do have, but we need your help to get more information to put more pieces into the story or figure out this puzzle of life and the world and our history. Like instead, when you go into school, teachers make you feel like they know everything and you need to memorize it. And if you can't memorize it, you're a fucking idiot. Like I wish teachers made us like, cause I was the type of kid, if you gave me a challenge or like an adventure, like instead of being like, here's the mountain we all climbed. Now you got to climb it too. And if you can't climb it, you're a fucking idiot. I wish they'd be like, Hey, Here's the mountain we've got and we've climbed, but there's another path to another mountain. You should take that one and see if you can find more information to add to the story, to help the collective of humans trying to figure out where we came from. But unfortunately, most of the history have available right now was written by the winners. Whoever won the war, they're the ones that wrote the history and whatever books were left behind, they burned that said anything else. So most of the history we have nowadays is all fucked up because 
I think the real shit that's happened over the last 10 or 12,000 years has been destroyed, burned, as one place conquered another, natural disasters. We've lost so much of our history. We don't know what actually happened anywhere. We have ideas and we have whatever the winners told us happened. Whoever won the war, they'll tell us what happened. But yeah, I wish teachers would present like learning in the way of like, hey, we have this problem to solve and we need your help, you're the next generation. Not being like, hey, we know everything and you need to memorize it too and if you can't, you fail. Like give kids the opportunity to be part of the equation, not make them feel like they have to pass this test to get into the club because the club doesn't know everything. They don't, you know? I feel like there's a lot of kids out there that would probably be incredibly helpful to like our world if they were given this perspective instead of the perspective that they need to be as good as the person next to them or the last person that came through years before because everyone's done the same test and they all passed. And if you didn't, you're dumb. Yeah, but I'm just a high school dropout, so I really don't know anything. You know, and I'm saying this while I smoke hash, so you shouldn't listen to anything I say. But that's what I think. I hope my kid has good teachers. I hope that I can be a good teacher to her too, though, so that she has the right tools. So when she goes into school, maybe she doesn't have a great teacher, but the teacher does have good information. So she's like, you know what? I can, if my daughter, I hope she has the right mind where she can look past certain things and find the information and still move through things, even though maybe the way things are laid out isn't the best scenario because it's things are almost never perfect you know what i'm saying like rarely are things exactly how we expected them to be and if you ever have any expectations you're essentially setting yourself up for a bad day because especially if you got kids if you got kids expectations are almost never met like so, like you're old, like shit always happens like you're late or some something happened here or didn't bring an extra outfit and they fucking shit all over themselves like it's just you should never have expectations once you have kids like a lot of expectations i feel like go out the door and if they don't you probably just scream and yell and fight with your partner or your kid all the time i got no expectations anymore now i'm just like is, is everyone healthy is everyone doing okay i mean i don't you don't have to be happy every day we can't expect that out of everyone and but if i can help let me know that's my only expectation i was like I just want to make sure everyone's okay, or as okay as possible. Ooh, more of that fortismo, I think. Yeah. Ooh, <coughs> that is good hash. That's the type of hash I'll smoke a gram in a day, easy. <coughs> <coughs> Especially with nails like this. God, these nails are so good. Like, even this morning, like, when my wife was, like, because my wife trains with me and my trainer now. But I think we're only going to work out there for another month or so because I think we're building a home gym because there's Black Friday sales at a lot of places. So I think we're going to be able to collect, like, the free weights we need and stuff just to do, like, a simple home gym and be able to, like, I don't know, make it more affordable because that's just expensive. Um, but... Yeah, so, but she was talking to my trainer, and she's, like, telling her about the fucking slurpers and slurpees and stuff. So my trainer's like, what's the difference with those nails? Because my trainer smokes weed, but I don't think, I don't know if she dabs. Man, it'd be so funny to, like, fucking have her hit, a, like, one of these nails and experience one of these dabs. I don't know, she might freak out, who knows. She's, like, one of those people that watches all the crazy shit like I do. She also watches all, like, the podcasts and stuff that I watch, so she's able to talk about, like, 
a lot of the abstract and like imaginative thinking that it requires to talk about some of the weird things that are going on or not going on behind the scenes. But yeah, when you get too high with a conspiratorial mind, you can get in a messy situation. Then everything's a conspiracy. And once everything's a conspiracy, then why? I mean, that's, that's a bad path. You never want to go down the full conspiracy theory. Always, always question things, but never go full into anything. Cause it can get sticky. Rough, rough situation. Wow, that Fertismo, it just, to me, it's just like a really crazy OG with like this super funky end to it. But maybe that's exactly what they're explaining. Yeah, I mean, that they do a great job describing the Terps. So like Dave and his whole team has, have always been very good at that. That's a company that really fucking loves the Terps, I'll tell you what. The amount of breeding they do and hunting for like better terpenes and stuff, it's crazy. I've been waiting longer before dipping my nail too. I had a few people let me know. They're like, don't dip it so soon. Like let it cool down to at least like 250. I'm like, okay, cool. I love when people give me info. I don't, I don't, I never claim to know everything at all. Um, I feel pretty confident when it comes to function cause I I've pulled on and made thousands of pipes, but at the same time, I'm always down to like hear like a perspective or point of view, but Man, with every with everything but spinning water tornadoes, I pretty much don't feel confident in any other place. I'm just like, yeah, you tell me. What are we doing here? <laughs> like, we dipping that? Like, I had someone hit me up and asking questions about quartz, and I'm like, dude, I literally know zero about quartz. And he's like, but you sell quartz, and I was like, well, I have, I do, I don't, I guess I, I have a project I do with Evan Shore where he supply, like he does with other artists, so people have matching nails for their high end collectible pieces, as like kind of like a whole set, and then. The nails I do specifically have longer necks in order to protect the fatter can. I just like basically explained to him, I was like, here's the things I know, but I don't know much about the actual quartz and the chemical makeup of the actual quartz itself and what makes it different. I honestly think he was trying to get sassy with me, but the way I answered, then he started being like, he tried to be sassy one more time and then I said something else nice and then he was in a good mood and wanted to be friends and kept talking to me. And that's why I didn't say anything back. I was like, I win. Later, bro. Um, but, <clears throat> yeah. Dude, psychological warfare and fucking the internet is horrible. I think it's going to be something we look back on, though. I don't think it's forever. I think that in the next 10 years, something's going to change. There might be some crazy movement of people that are like, we are anti-internet. We don't even accept that. We don't look at internet. We don't use internet. Like, who knows? So there might be some great filter that happens where the internet is not even fun anymore and everyone just stops using it and we go back to building tree forts and, you know, going to the mall, hanging out in the food court and shit, being like, oh, is that someone we know? No, I don't know them. Then waiting. Hear a skateboard in the distance. Oh, let's go see if it's someone we know. I mean, that's how we did it back in the day. Because you just didn't have phones <laughs> or any way of talking to anyone besides being like, I think people might be at the mall today. Let's go there. Um but maybe that's not everyone. I also grew up out in the country too. That was just like only on the weekends. Like usually I was like building tree forts and fucking, I used to love building dams and streams. It was like the weirdest thing. Like me and my friend just build crazy dams and stuff. I don't know. Camp. Upstate New York is a good place for all that shit. But man, going back, that place was depressing. I don't need to talk about it anymore, but it was. Wow, that Fortisma though, God. I just want to keep smoking. I have more in the fridge. I have two more grams in the fridge. So I'm like, I could just take another dab of that. Um, but 
I really should smoke something else. I got this cowboy Kush right here from Green Dot, which I, I've had the last couple episodes, but I haven't smoked. I always, I smoke it. It's like almost gone. I just always forget to on the episodes. Um, <clears throat> it is the Hog Kush times Stardog. Probably saying that wrong. And then it's earthy fuel and leather. This shit does taste like leather to me. I'm like cowboy kush i was like i guess this is like maybe what a cowboy would taste like in hash form um essentially it's like very leathery and funky it's it's very strange terp honestly i don't know i love these type of terpenes and this is this is bhos's diamonds and ht but like i like everything um also too it's i like to buy this and rosin so it's more affordable i smoke a little bit of both get the best of both worlds they both get me super stoned because i'm not just smoking just one um you know, I've really, I don't know, I found what works for me, I guess. But some people are like religious about it. We're like, oh no, I only smoke solventless. I'm like, that's good. That's awesome. And some people are like, oh, I only smoke reclaim. And I'm like, oh, that sounds terrible. But, and it's just what it is. I mean, I've been there. I used to fucking scrape bowls. Like, bef okay, before I knew how to buy weed and I wanted weed and none of my friends knew I wanted weed and I was really secretive about it where I didn't even talk to Cassie about it. Like I would like find like my brother's or my dad's old bowls and like I would like secretly scrape resin out and get like a little ball and be like, I think I'm gonna smoke weed tonight. And I like, that's like, like how it all started. And uh, because I just didn't know how to buy it or anything. And I was like, I wanna try it. Cause like, I was like, didn't really wanna drink alcohol anymore. Cause like, it was just making me like the next day feel like shit and I couldn't work and I had to work a lot. like. It's just life you got to work a lot and if you feel like shit it's hard to work hard and i was like trying to be responsible so you know me scraping people's bowls when they're not looking that's responsibility you know and that's how i do how to get weed and i'm like oh, i remember when i first got my first bag of weed and i really enjoyed it but i i smoked weed a bunch of times before that i just didn't really like it because i was always drunk and i would get sick i get the spins um, and I think it was more the tobacco because it was always out of a, it was always a blunt. Someone always had a blunt at a party and I was like, oh, I'll hit it. And then, oh, and I'm sick. <laughs> and then that was like every time. Um, but then, yeah, like when I got started buying it on my own, like I started fucking falling in love with weed. It's been like over 10 years now, which is crazy to me. I've been smoking hash since 2009, I think 2010. Yeah, 2009 or 10. I don't know. One of the two. I might have been right at the end of 2009 is when I started dabbing, but it's been a long time. It's been almost 12 years. It's fucking nuts. It's crazy. So I'm a great science experiment. Start figuring out what happens when you smoke hash that long, frequently. We'll figure out what's going to happen to me in the future. It'll be perfect. And like, I'm going to be a, like a science experiment. I'm sure there's a lot of us though in my generation that are like people that are in their early 30s that have been smoking hash since their early 20s. At least people that are in uh, states where it's available. I wasn't. It was the crazy thing. I was like the weird guy at the parties and we were all smoking weed too. Like everyone's smoking weed. People are putting weed in. Here's the thing though. Everyone's smoking weed, but people are also putting weed in like, which I did this too and I was cool with it, but putting weed in like shisha and putting it in a hookah. And then like smoking, it's a weed mixture of like weed and tobacco and whatever. Cause like if you got really midsy weed, it's like we gotta mix this with some something. This is terrible. So you mix it in the like a hookah thing and smoke it that way. And then like I'm over here, I'm like I got like rigs and torches. I'm like, yo, you guys want to fucking do a dab? And they're like, what the fuck are you like? 
Like, I look like I'm doing drugs. Like, they're like, whoa, dude. Like, I thought we were just, like, smoking weed. And I'm like, yeah, this is weed. They're like, that doesn't look like weed. Man, the early, like, like 2009, 2010, 2011, if you were in, like, New York State or anywhere where shit wasn't really popping off for, like, legal or rec- not legal. There was no legal then, but at least fucking medical. Um, then people didn't know what the fuck was going on. Because no one sits on YouTube and watches hash videos all day. Unless you were me back then, because that's what I did. I would just I would just play World of Warcraft on one monitor, and then I'd have like fucking like YouTube videos of just like hash on another, and I'm like, yeah, fucking hash. I hope I smoke hash someday. I wasn't even smoking hash then. I was watching videos of melt shots, and people weren't smoking it. These were melt shots where they were like hitting it with like a torch, and it was like melting on a glass plate while it was spinning, and like. And I would just be smoking some mids, just be like, oh, this tastes terrible. And I'd be like pounding a Mountain Dew, trying to like get things to taste okay. And I'd be like, oh, I'm someday, man, I'm gonna smoke hash. And it's like, you know, I'm do. it's just like weird that I'm like, I've been doing this for a long time now, like just smoking hash every day, blowing glass and doing exactly what I wanted to do. And it's like, it's just weird, the whole thing. It's a weird thing to want too. I feel like a lot of, and like I have, I've gotten everything from it though. I feel like if you actually like something, just do it as much as you can. And I mean, as long as you're not hurting anybody or yourself, but I mean, if it's skateboarding or extreme sport, you're going to hurt yourself. So don't quit if you get hurt. Just, you know, you gotta keep going for it. I don't really know how to say it. I'm too stoned, but either way, it's like, if you really love something, I feel like you'll be able to find success in it. If you actually really do it, just if you're doing it nonstop and people can see how much you love it. And people will gravitate towards you because they'll be like, man, this person really likes it. Just like when, like, you see those videos on the internet of, like, someone just, like, randomly playing piano or music somewhere and a bunch of people just stop and want to listen. When I lived in New York City, that was my favorite part about coming home every day because I had to go through the biggest train stations because I worked in Times Square. So I had to go through, like, Union Station and fucking I had to take, like, the biggest, like, main trains and go through, like, the biggest stations where there was, like, really good, like, performers. Like, there was always performers, even if you're out in the middle of nowhere, Brooklyn. But, like, the really, you want the, like, the, you want to see, like, a famous person just randomly start playing. Like, it's going to happen in, like, bigger stations. Um, but, yeah, like, I don't know. Shit was crazy. So, I, I, I love stuff like that. And, like, my point is, is when you see someone that's, like, loving what they're doing, if you find something you love and you're really passionate about it and people can see you doing it, then they're going to gravitate towards it just like you do when you see someone playing music like somewhere in public and you're like, oh, what are they doing? Like you just get gravitate, you just go towards it because you want to see that person doing what they love to do. I feel like it reminds us what we're like capable of as humans and we're capable of being like happy and fucking chill. You know, we don't have to be so stressed all the time, but it's really hard. It's hard when you got kids and bills and the world is fucking kind of falling apart in a bit, a bit, a little bit, get a little weird out there. But it's always been weird, right? Every generation has their things. The one thing my dad tells me, though, this is a great way to end the episode, is that he's like, uh, he's like, oh, this is the most terrifying time I've ever lived through. And he's like lived through so many like wars and stuff because he's, he's older. He's almost 70. Like, I'm like, Jesus. Like, and he protested like in the Vietnam War and did all that craziness and got arrested like, I think like 21 times for like protesting things. And he was just, savage like ran away when he was 15 lived on like communes and stuff wild he's a wild animal um i bought him some new teeth though so he doesn't look so wild anymore he's got like these big pearly whites now it's actually pretty awesome i was like oh you look younger i feel better for my mom when i saw he like lost a tooth or some shit happened i was like no dude like you can't be like 
running up on people and talking about like politics and religion, missing those teeth. I was like, we got to get you some good looking teeth. If you're going to do that, you can, you can be yourself, but we need to get you like the right grill. So like people aren't immediately like, Whoa, shit, we got like teeth missing and there's religion and politics. I love that man so much though. When I have him back on the podcast when he comes out though, cause we didn't the last couple of times he was here cause we we're so busy working, but shit, I'm gonna take one more dab and that'll be today's episode guys. I told you it was going to be a ranty one. I wanted to warn you in the beginning. Just one of those days, Thanksgiving, getting prepped for turkey. Um, tonight, it's Wednesday right now while we're filming this, so Thanksgiving's tomorrow. I'm going to stay up all night tonight because tomorrow I'm taking off because I was like, fuck, I didn't, I didn't like account for Thanksgiving in my schedule because I work every day. But I'm like, I'm going to take Thanksgiving off and like just like hang out with everybody all day. And I'm like, okay, so I'm just going to not sleep tonight or Friday. And then we should be good. Back on track. Um, but yeah, because tomorrow's going to be a lazy day, so I can I can be sleepy. I won't even have to smoke weed. I'll be so tired. I'll just be like, woo. When you're tired enough, you feel kind of stoned. That's the one thing I like about sleep deprivation. It just makes you save money on all the drugs you may need to take the edge off, whether it be alcohol or weed or some people, it's religion, you know? That's how they take the edge off. All right. Let's see, what should my last dab be, though? Do I have any more of this ice cream? Because this is amazing, too. It has one of my favorite OGs ever in it, which is Screaming OG. Yeah, there's, there's a nice big diamond in there. One last big dab. That'll be it for me today. I won't have to smoke hash for fucking till like, later tonight. Which means I can just throw my headphones in and super zone out and just crush. Some like for like, like this podcast has almost gone, been going almost almost two years. I guess a year and like seven or eight months, a year and eight months, something like that. Um, but there was definitely like a six month period where I was like, I'd feel sick after I did the podcast because I was way too stoned. And I really think it was like a temperature thing. I was taking too many hot dabs, and um, it might have been really tired too because i was like way more sleep deprived like or like I've, I've been getting better and better at being like less slowly and slowly but i'm doing it because i'm just instead of being like trying to beat myself up now if i didn't get something done because i've been doing this for years because and i'm like you know i don't have to get this done but i really want to i'm like you're just gonna have to work harder and be more focused tomorrow in the morning like because if i stay up past three if i stay up past 3 a.m like Oh man, I literally, I feel like shit. And I, and like, I used to live in that place and I did that for years. Like my wife still is like, I, like, dude, like she's like, I can't, cause like she stayed up late recently once doing like wrapping pieces and get ready to ship. And she felt like hell the next day. And she's like, I don't know how you did this for years. And I was like, I don't know either. And I was like, I think it was like, I don't even know what was going on with me, but I can't do that shit anymore. And I think it's because it's like, I think I'm more tired now, you know? Fucking kids, dude. They're awesome, but they are, they are, they'll make you sleepy, you know? They're just, they just, even if, even if they're not running around, they just like don't stop because they're like, they're moving so fast. It's like, it's incredible to watch. But man, like, it's, it's crazy. It almost like sucks the energy out of you. Like, I'm, like, I'm like a little concerned that like my daughter might be sucking my life force out of me and like growing from it. And like, I might start like aging rapidly 
because she's like draining me. I don't know. I can't. I can't tell. Like she's she's really sweet, but you know you can't tell if they're an evil genius this young. You just don't know yet. She might be too smart for her own good, which might be an indicator of evil genius. But I don't know. We'll see. We will see. All right. Sweet. This is actually a pretty fucking big dab. It's a big diamond. I don't even know if it's gonna. This should be hot enough to melt it. Yeah. Shit. You gotta hold it in to get high. <coughs> you hold it in. I'm not doing it. I hold all sorts of shit. Hold dirty diapers. Hold people's pants up and shit. I'm not. I'm not holding the weed hits in. I don't need to, cause I smoke plenty of it. Don't need to hold it in there. I cough more if I hold it in. I'm not trying to cough a bunch. Oh. <coughs> I had a bad cough for like two months after I got like COVID. So it was like. I don't want to cough anymore. That shit sucks. <laughs> At least not like super hard. Man, fuck. Okay, December 12th. That's the last uh, big Sunday sale of the year. Um, man, fuck. Don't forget. <laughs> Jesus, that was... That was really something. Because see this, there's certain things that don't hit me right away. And that one just like did. I don't know if anyone saw it happen. Oh, there was probably like some sort of THC entity that... Probably came across the screen and kicked me in the face. <sighs> oh, fuck. Holy shit. Don't forget to check out our website. Sign up for that newsletter. That way you can be a part of this drop. It's going to be a big one. We're going to have a small pre-sale that will ship uh, December 20th. So the drop will happen um, December 12th. Um, and then I'm going to do an extra little drop of 10 mil mini double diffuse and 10 mil micros, which are the most affordable RBRs. Those 10 mil mini doubles, the function though, super awesome. So you should definitely, like, if you want to start with an RBR, at least start with like a micro, one of the more affordable ones. That way, if it isn't for you, easy resell. Um, they're the most affordable ones. And uh, that's why I want to do a little extra of those. Just that way, there's more like quantity for people to actually scoop something for Christmas. Um, the December 20th ones that ship, obviously, might not make it to everyone by Christmas because it's a crazy time of the year. But um, those will be coming. But the ones on December 12th will ship December 13th. And those should definitely make it by Christmas. That's why we're doing it the 12th. So that we can get everyone their glass by Christmas. Um, but majority of the clear will be done for that. Uh, I'll show it in the video and stuff and some of the colors. And uh, there'll just be an extra little pre-sale of 10 mil mini doubles and 10 mil micros. So that I have a full week of work. Um, and I don't have to do like an extra sale at the end of the month. I can just do that and then ship everyone those pieces on the 20th. Um, but yeah, it should be a solid month. Don't forget, if you want a Ridge Wallet, get 15% off right now. Use RBR at checkout. I'm trying to get Liquid IV right now actively. We just have to fill out some paperwork and see if um, <laughs> see if it works. I don't know because we, we, we use it the Instagram is like the is like our. Um, was the word too stone to think of it we use the instagram though as like like my they did it page <clears throat> and the bear mountain page is like hey this is like our following and stuff like sponsor us this and that we do a podcast weekly we can do a promo code and we can weekly do it on the podcast and they usually require you to do like one story post on your main instagram but whatever i'm trying to play the game 
because realistically like long term for our industry to keep growing and like have a way for glass artists to actually provide for their families consistently the industry needs to continue to grow and we're going to need people that are able to represent the industry or at least talk about it and do podcasts, do interviews, whatever. Not saying I'm that person, but <clears throat> I'm trying to learn about like how to work with like sponsors and how to work with like bigger companies and how, how the whole game works. I'm, I'm learning, I don't have a mentor. So I'm just like trying different things in small ways just to see how, what it's about, what type of the paperwork looks like, all these different things. I don't know, I shouldn't even be talking about this at the end of the podcast, but it's, it's interesting. But I'm just, I'm learning all these things. So I appreciate everyone that supports. Oh shit, the mic's all over here. This is great. That's how stoned I got in the last one. All right, guys, that's it. We're done. Episode 79. Have a great day. This is What's Up Everybody podcast. Go to the website. <coughs> Sign up for stuff. Later, everybody.